What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Time is Right podcast. My name is Scott Smith, and I am your host. Here on the Time is Ripe, we are a podcast of ripe creatives, which is a ministry that leverages the arts for the purpose of mission here in the city of Philadelphia. And uh, the Time is Ripe is a podcast of this wonderful thing where we go back in time to talk about things that happened in the Ripe Creatives community, uh, events that we produced or put on for the city of Philadelphia, or other events that we got asked to come be a part of and participate in. Uh, today's episode, I think, is really, really special. Uh, it's one of the biggest events of the entire calendar year in the city of Philadelphia, and about, uh, I don't know, probably eight to ten of us within the Ripe community got to play a part in one way or another. And that, of course, was the Extend Conference on August 12th, 2023. It was hosted at the Met Philly, the iconic Met Philadelphia in North Philadelphia near Temple. And uh, it was an amazing, amazing conference, um, probably the largest youth conference Philadelphia has seen in decades, um, something that I think is a really important movement here in the city. And I'm so excited for us to get to talk about it through the lens of Ripe. And uh, to uh, share the whole story, I got a couple of amazing guests in the room. Uh, of course, we have Top Mob Moses from uh, Top Mob Productions, Jared Moses in the room, but not on a microphone today. Thank you for being here and making this whole thing happen. Shout out to you. We also got Abel back on the microphone. How you doing? Hey, there he is. <laughs> TB's back. <laughs> not Tom Brady, the other one. Um, Abel is uh, one of the artists in our community, and uh, he's been on a bunch of these episodes over the last two seasons, and it's always good to have Abel's voice on an episode. Um, we also have two other guests on this episode of Time is Right, and both of them are first-timers. One of them is hoping that it's a first and last opportunity for them, because they, they've been bugging out. As we've been getting ready for this, I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> for the first time ever, Joseph Navales is on the microphone with us. Hey, guys. <laughs> this is Joseph. The goat? Yeah, we make goat noises for uh, the goat? our really talented friends. Yes, Joseph Navales is an amazing, amazing person. <laughs> we love him so much. Uh, we've gotten connected to him through a whole bunch of different things. I'll let him introduce himself in just a second. Uh, we also have one other guest, first timer as well. We have Miss Antai in the building. And uh, these two have never been on Time is Right before. And we're hoping we can get them on future episodes, but it depends on how this one goes. I mean, let's be honest. Um, Joseph, <laughs> you're up first. I would love, as a first time guest, we always have first time guests explain who they are. And introduce himself a little bit. So for our listeners who have never heard your voice before, Jojo, who are you? How'd you get connected to Ripe? All those things. All right. My name is Joseph. Um, I got connected to Ripe through a friend. So um, I met uh, Rashid, Emily, Liv. That's Rashid St. Fleur, Emily Phillips, and Olivia Weatherby. I met them through a ministry called Headwater House. Um, I hit it off with Rashid pretty instantly. And... Afterwards, um, we became friends, and then he invited me into this crazy, interesting world that is ripe. And yeah, that's how I got connected to ripe. And then I met Scott, and he just 
convinced me to join. And then it's pretty good at that. Is that what happened? Yeah, it's one of his greatest gifts. Partially against my will, but here I am. Here you are, like over a year later. Two, yeah, a year and a half later. Yeah, um, Joseph does a lot of things for right, and uh, he he shoots almost all of the photos for our Creatives Philly events and even some of our outside events as well. He's he's an amazing photographer, even though he doesn't flex that muscle too often outside of ripe these days um, but he's an amazing amazing photographer one of the best photographers you ever see um, and then he also is a worship leader and a really incredible worship leader as well buttery vocals <laughs> buttery vocals That's crazy. Uh, can't wait for you to hear his voice on can't believe some it's records. not butter <laughs> can't believe it is butter <laughs> can't believe it is butter <laughs> uh but Joseph's a part of Ripe Worship as well. Long way to saying he has a lot of different things. You do other things too. You make graphics. I do a little bit of everything. Whatever Mr. Scott needs, I'll do. Oh, Mr. Scott. Whatever Thanks Scott needs, that. I'll do. Yeah. Thanks for that, Joe. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for being on this on this episode. Excited to have you. On, what about you? Give a little bit of your uh, context for who you are, what you do, and how you got connected to Ripe. Sure thing. Um, so I'm on, and I kind of have gotten to know Ripe in the same way as Joseph. I met a lot of the people through the creative ministry at the time called Headwater House, and just fell in love with the people. Um, so I just had the privilege of living life beside these people, and I all I knew that they were a part of something called Ripe. I just never fully understood what it was, but I knew that they were creative people, artists at different, you know, in different spheres. And I just always like, admired, um, how they worshiped the Lord in different ways through rap, through, um, singer songwriter, through worship, um, through dance at times as well. Um, or at least it was through, um, the ministry at the time, but I just fell in love with the people. And the more that I hung out with them, the more Scott tried to convince me <laughs> to join. I told you he's good at that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I I, I'll tell you what, on is not lying. Joe might have been lying. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> but I always, I always, my interest was always there. But I've never been I've never been the person to like insert myself into things because honestly, I've always had a lot going on <laughs> anyway. So I didn't want to do just another thing just because I thought it was cool. Like if I was going to be a part of something, I need to know the heart behind it. And I think that it became pretty evident the more that I hung out with people who were in it. So unintentionally they were telling me about the heart of ripe by just being themselves and allowing me to be in their lives um but yeah so that's how i started to know people and knew of ripe in that way but um i'm on currently freelancing photography videography i also love music so i've written and produced some and i love collaborating with other people um i just love art in general visual and audio wise so any chance i get to dabble in any of those things i will be there yes she's an artist in hiding everybody she's we're trying to, we're trying to pull her out to the world <laughs> i've been in uh, a cave I you can agree. you can find her music out there in the world on tie on spotify on tie spell it for the people a n h t h a i a i I almost said IA, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. I mean, Antia. 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 
Um, I'm a bad speller. I think I have dyslexia on the low. Um, on also is a worshiper, a worship leader in a bunch of different places, but specifically at Extend, which we're going to talk about today with City Reach Worship, which Joe is the leader of. So shout out to both of them for, for being a part of this episode. Now, um, Joe, before we get into talking about August 12th, 2023, the day of, um, and we talk about Abel's involvement in that, I would love for you to just give maybe a little bit of a history lesson of Extend, um, because this was started by your church specifically. And shout out to your church, City Reach Church, uh, Pastor Mark and Wanda Navales, who happen to be your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad. <laughs> hi, mom. mom dad. Hi, dad. Hi, mom. I love you, daddy. <laughs> I love you, daddy. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, Mark and Wanda, amazing people. We've gotten to know them over the last couple of years, mainly through you, Joe. And um, they started this conference, but I think what's been beautiful is you know, the heart from the beginning, I think, was for it to expand beyond City Reach and become a, 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 the big C church of Philadelphia's youth conference. It just needed some pioneers and jump starters to get it going. Um, but can you share a little bit about the history of Extend? Yeah, there's so much history to it. I'm trying to figure out what I should say. But um, about four or five, maybe even six years ago, um, at the time I was in our church's youth group ministry. And we used to go to a yearly um, youth conference of like 60,000 students in the South, in Alabama. And um, it was an amazing experience. We were um, super empowered and inspired, but the drive was like 16 hours, 18 hours. um, And we'd come back home to Philly and we would be like, oh man, like that was great, but now we have to wait a whole other year to experience something like that or um, drive or save up money for a plane ticket or, or or any of those issues that come with travel. It was just so far away. Um, and so I remember a bunch of us approaching um, the pastors, mom and dad, um, and leadership at the time. And was, we were just saying, like, why couldn't we do something like this um, in our in our neighborhood or in our city? Um, and so nothing initially happened at first. Um, we It kind of was just a thing that we had thought of and nothing was birthed from it. Um, and then we ended up, uh, I think maybe two or three years later, um, two new leaders stepped into leadership over the youth group, um, Pastor David and Samantha, shout out to them. Um, an amazing couple. Um, and they kind of came in with fresh, fresh vision and just like were on fire for the Lord. And I remember sitting down with Pastor David and he said, what do you guys think about a conference? And I was like, what the heck? We've been talking about doing a conference for years. Um, and so from that, we just started planning. Um, and obviously we never thought it'd be in the Met or in anything of that scale. Um, we started, we, the, we did it the first year. I forget the exact year. It might've been 2019, 2020. When did I meet you? I think it might've been 2021. Cause that's when I came back. Yeah. Maybe it was 2021. It was one of the 20 years. Um, and we did the first one at our church. We, Planned for about 200 people, and we had almost 500 youth come. Um, and so outside of just the the number of it, we just could tell that there was a need for it and that our youth group wasn't the only one who was hungry for something like that. Um, and so, yeah, then we, at the end of the first one we did in our church, my dad stood on the sanctuary, Pastor Mark, and he said, next year we're going to be in the Leah Core Center. And all of us were like, what the heck is this man talking about? Um, my dad is crazy. Well, 
crazy is not the best word, but he is a crazy man of faith. Um, he has faith um, unlike anybody that I know. And so lo and behold, a year goes by. We plan. We put in so much work, so much sweat. Um, so much of my life that year revolved around Extend. And the second year we held it at the Leah Core Center, um, which was just mind boggling. It was crazy. Um, nothing to that scale really I've ever seen happen in the city. And yeah, it was it was super yeah, it was just mind blowing um that we were actually able to do it and we actually pulled it off and that um that it happened. Um and so when we came when we got together to start planning for twenty twenty three, um we knew that it was wisest um and that the Lord was leading us to the Met. And so yeah, we walked in that. Yeah. We're obedient and the Lord opened every door that had to be opened. Amazing. Thank you for the uh the three scale. Um, so I did. I personally did not know anything about Extend when it was just at your church, um, because in a lot of ways, you know, your youth group at the time was also called Extend Youth, and so naming the conference after the youth ministry in some ways it felt like, oh, that's their, yeah. just their youth conference, and as the burden for a much larger need for the city was kind of being birthed, um, you know, really through your dad's vision, and then obviously. Um, through Pastor David and Samantha, like kind of carrying it out. Um, and this thing becomes bigger, you know. It became like obvious, like, oh, this is not just City Reach's thing. This is for the city at large. And, you know, I wanted to, to be there. So I remember even making a commitment just to be at Extend last summer to where I blocked off the date probably like six to eight months ahead of time just to make sure I was in the room because I knew it was important to be at. And, um, and I got to see it. You know, it was at Leah Coors. Leah Coors is where Temple University plays basketball. It's a big, you know, Coliseum-esque auditorium, you know, very large-scale room with a whole lot of seats. And uh, it was kind of amazing to see a ministry conference happen in that room. And I remember, you know, we're there, and, you know, my my one piece of negative feedback about Extend last year, which I gave to your mom and dad, like this isn't a surprise, was... And I feel like there's some people that are local that are just as good as anybody that you guys brought in from, you know, further away that might be a good fit for Extend instead of like, you know, flying somebody in from Atlanta or flying somebody in from Florida or Texas to come minister. Like there's amazing powerhouse people that are just as skilled and just as talented, but maybe not as well known um, right here in the city of Philadelphia, which I mean, obviously your parents... uh, listen to that feedback, you know, and I think really appreciated it. So, um, yeah, coming out of Extend last year, you know, that was the initial conversations for, for ripe stuff. And then I remember going to, I want to say it was one city, one love that September, uh, in the lights thing, your church, uh, pastor Jamie Centeno runs it at the Dell and at one city, one love, your dad came up to me and was like, Hey, we got to talk about ripe and extend next year. I really want to talk to you about this. And that's where kind of the conversation started. So I was asked to to host it. And uh, Abel was booked to to perform. DJ Angie was booked um, to perform. But then also locally, Resonate Worship from Jersey. It's kind of a collective. A couple of our ripe uh, singers, ripe worship people are in Resonate. We're asked to be a part of it. Um, a couple other people in our community were asked to shoot for it. Rashid and Ralph um, shot a lot of the content. And then City Reach Worship, the worship team from your church, Joe and on, was also booked on the conference. 
and a handful of the right worship people were actually in City Reach worship as well. So in all, there was like probably 10 of us that were in this space that were planned to be a part of Extend 2023. So that's kind of where that overlay happened. Um, Aaron, I would love to hear from you. Uh, sorry, we've been talking a lot, trying to give context, but now we can get into the nitty gritty. Um, Aaron, for you, how, when you first found out like, hey, Extend's hitting, hitting you up, Abel's getting books for Extend, like what were some of the feelings that you felt about about the opportunity coming? Um, initial feelings were uh, disbelief, I think. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like my, my journey with music has been very... Um, me just like taking it one day at a time and, you know, trusting God to really open the doors. I don't, I don't really feel like I know what I'm doing. Um, so I just, I, I don't think I ever expected for, you know, to be trusted with a platform like that. You know what I mean? I think, I think I just don't view myself like I deserve that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where I'm supposed to be. So, um, I think when we knew about Extend Conference, I, I did have thoughts like, oh, this probably makes sense for me, someone like me to be a part of just because of what what they're looking for in having an artist that, that does um, hip hop music. Um, but, and just because our communities are so connected, like it just seemed like, hmm, it would, it would probably make sense if, if I was a part of something like that. But I never actually thought it would happen, if I'm being honest. So, um I think Scott reached out to me and he shared that they're strongly considering it. And I was just like, I just remember being like, wow. Like, you know, I just, I felt like, wow, God, and like, well, why are you so good? <laughs> I think that was really, you know, how I felt. Um, so um, I'm sure we'll get into like the day of and how I felt then, but yeah, initially just finding out in general was just like, this is really cool because I, you know, we're all yeah. connected. I feel like this is something I want to do because I love the people there already. So the fact that it was actually happening, I think was exciting for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's not to oversimplify it because I think it is the Lord's provision, right? Like favor is, that's God's move, right? He's the one that gives people favor and puts favor on people's lives to give them you know, put them on the hearts of people to open doors. But in the midst of that supernatural thing happening, I do just want to say it makes sense, right? I just think that for things happening in the city of Philadelphia, ministry-focused, trying to leverage the arts, I think by the grace of God, like, we we should be the first call in some ways because of we've been at this for a while, you know? Like, this isn't something that we're just conjuring up even as crazy as everything feels or how we're just like trusting god with the next thing i think it does make sense for an extend as it grows and develops is like yeah like we should hit them up if we want to involve artists before just bypassing who's here on boots on the ground committed to the city because that's my only issue with like booking outside people sometimes is they're only here for two days right and then they're gone and that's okay, and they might have a powerful ministry that's supposed to just drop a seed and leave, but I think it's always better whenever you can have somebody that's in a room that, that those young people can actually see in a week or see in a month or see in 60 days instead of needing to wait, like you said, a year 
for the next encounter with that person. So I just think from a ministry perspective, it makes sense to go local when you can, when that's a possibility. Um, Joe, like you were part of the planning, right? You were in the room from the very beginning, like from your perspective is what I'm saying. Like how you guys viewed it in that room. And then we'll get into like some of the preparation stuff. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think there's a beauty of the balance of it. Um, Because I definitely think like what you're saying is true. Um, Like supporting the people that are like, I think of it like boots on the ground. Um, The people that are actually pouring into the city and um, that are working on um, spreading the gospel through their craft. I think highlighting those people, um, it just makes sense. Like what you're saying. Um, I also think there is something beautiful about bringing um, like an artist from across the country that these kids have grown up seeing mm-hmm. or like these are the, I sing their songs on my Sunday services mm-hmm. or I watch all their YouTube videos or the, not, not in like a stardom or like a fan kind of way, but just like, a, uh, these are people that inspire me or I got saved by listening to this person's song and now I can see them in person. So I mm-hmm. think there's still a beauty of the balance. Um, and I think this year I feel like we got that. We got a beautiful balance of people that, like I know some of those people in the crowd probably go to church with you, Aaron, and same with us. Like me and mm-hmm. on, like people from our church got to see us lead them. Um, but at the same time, they got to see bands and groups that otherwise they would only see on a video on YouTube. Yeah. So I think in that sense, there's this beauty of like um, having both. Yep. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the lineup, artists and worship teams wise, was Resonate, City Reach, and Able were kind of the three local. Yeah. And then you had Elevation, Rhythm, 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 and Upper Room. So anybody else I'm missing? Just the speakers, right? Yeah, for worship. Mark and that Hannah. Was, that was it for worship. Yeah, that was it for worship. Yeah, Resonant. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a mixed bag. You're right, like local and then still having Elevation, Rhythm, and Upper Room there. And both of them were amazing. And it's not a shot against them. I think it's yeah, more just sure. affirming you guys as City Reach Worship and, and Resonate. It wasn't that massive of a gap between what you guys do and these people who do this full-time 24-7 all over the world and i I think that's just a testament to philly culture and philly church culture and worship culture in this city like god's blessed us with skills too you know what i mean so i think it was beautiful to have both like you said Um, but it didn't seem like oh here's the local people and there's the big people everybody was excellent everybody stewarded their time really well and god moved through all of it is all i'm saying yeah no for sure you know um so let's uh yeah let's talk about the preparations from the team and to just get things together it's a massive undertaking extend you know like you said half of your year is probably spent on this conference <laughs> maybe not as much anymore but that first year at the league course was yeah, a lot it's, it's, it was crazy it gets more but yeah you think it's worse now? Oh, well, we start earlier now. We start earlier. And earlier okay. So. so it's a little less intense at once. Yeah. Um, but yeah, extend, you know, you guys picked to do it at the Met. I think God definitely guided you guys in that direction. And I think it was a perfect uh, size kind of space for where, where things are and opportunities to grow as well. Um, yeah. What do you remember anything in terms of like, hey, we want to do upper room and elevation? Like what? some of those reasons were to book those groups specifically, or is it just kind of something you guys felt like do I'm just thinking in terms of the preparation leading up to the conference, anything that sticks out there? Well, in terms of preparation, I mean, there's so many things. 
um, that go into that. But for those two groups specifically, for Upper Room and Elevation, um, when we initially had sat down early last year and we're like, <clears throat> if we could bring anybody, who would we bring? And we said Elevation Rhythm. I think they had just released an album. Um, and they make music that, in my opinion, is not really created by anybody else. And like Christian music, like just the kind of music they make and like the demographic that they serve, I think it's very unique. Um, and I think they do it very well. And so um, we thought about Elevation Rhythm and we also thought about Upper Room. Um, I'm super inspired by Upper Room and their ministry and um, kind of like the tone that they have set in the worship culture um, of just like, yeah, just like worship culture, how they lead and how they inspire others to um, just pursue the heart of the Lord. Um so yeah, those two bands came up and we said, okay, well, let's just reach out to both of them. Whoever answers first, we will go with. Um, so we were able to figure out contact and we contacted, we reached out to both bands and both bands responded pretty much within a week. Um, and they both had um, the same sort of requirements and same sort of like honorarium budget. And so we were like, okay, so now how do we decide? Um, and initially we did kind of settle on one of them um and then my dad again just man of faith said well what if we get both and so it worked out um where we were able to have both elevation rhythm and upper room come but i mean as far as as far as preparation for the conference it's just so many layers to that like pulling off a day event takes a year of preparation and the amount of work we're doing is like the amount of work for like three years especially in those months before but um yeah, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to the team, yeah. Yeah, they they uh, they asked me to be a part of the, the weekly planning call thing. And I was like, this this is not what I signed up for. He came Love a few you. times. He I came, came a few I came times. digitally. <laughs> yeah, I was not going to make that drive across the city every week during rush hour. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely joined some of the calls, but you know, I mean, my heart in it is I'm all for extend, you know, and I, I think I'm better suited, not planning stuff and more networking and getting access to relationships that you guys could find valuable. I mean, that's like, I'm better suited being on the phone, connecting your dad to so-and-so that runs a network of pastors that doesn't currently know extend exists until... I start that conversation, you know, so that that's kind of how I served. Um, but I was initially asked to host, and then uh, I had a very funny thing happen where I got COVID extremely bad about 10 days before the conference. First time ever. And it was my first time getting COVID, and it wiped the crap out of me um, to the point where I wasn't actually able to physically host. And your brother, Marky... Um, ended Marky up stepping Mark. in and doing a great job, and I think they will never ask me to host again. After how great, how did you avoid it for three years and got it the day you needed to host something? I know, so it was so sad. Can you imagine that? That's crazy. The Lord was trying to teach me something. I still don't it know. It must the have been lesson. Mark's moment. It, it might, right? Yeah, it might have been. And this moment. Yeah, he was great. He was so nervous the day before. He My, did great. It, it, just don't, this was decided right? the so, night. The timing is too crazy. It's like Yeah, the night before the conference is when my brother found out he was hosting. Yeah, he did great. He, he did, did awesome. great. He brought the but talk, up, talk about pressure, huh? He did great. Well, oh, it's cool. Yeah. It actually worked out pretty well because they asked me, "Hey, you know, we are having trouble finding a female host." Yeah. And it was funny because Rosie was the one who called me and said, "Who do you want to host?" And I said, "You, Rosie. I would want like." 
if you can get out of whatever job they have you doing the day of right now, I would want you to yeah. be the co-host with me because I think Rosie and I would have done really well together. And um, she was like, okay, <laughs> like in classic Rosie, like laughing fashion. Uh, if you know Rosie, you understand what I'm talking about. Like, okay, Scott, cool. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, can you just ask them yeah. if, if you can do it? And she did. She followed through and everybody's like, of course, that makes sense. Um, so whenever I got sick, like I felt like it was going to be fine because I knew Rosie was going to be fine because I think we had a pretty decent plan on what we were going to do together. And it was just giving that plan to Marky. So it ended up working out. I mean, I was bummed to not host. Definitely sad. Yeah. But it was a beautiful thing to get to still go. I was kind of hanging out in the rafters and hiding and to witness everything. Um, before like we get into what exactly happened, I want to shout you out, though. He was Aaron. negative, by the way, when he showed yeah, up. Yeah, I wasn't positive. For all you guys who would be bugging right now. <laughs> He's oh, like, he just showed up there with COVID. No, nah, it was like 10 days, <laughs> 10 days later. I just still felt tired and zapped, and I didn't want to you know, give less than less than my full potential there. So, But I even want to just go back to your prep, because we're talking about prepping for the conference. There's a lot. You prepped with the rehearsals for this opportunity because it was a big deal and just talk me through like your rehearsal with Angie and Josh and that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the preparation happened at home. We were actually only able to get one actual rehearsal. So, um, I just knew going into it, I wanted to do something that I've never done before. Um, I feel like as an artist, you could kind of, you could stick to what works. Um, and just, you know, I'll just pick a couple songs that you think would be exciting, but I wanted to try to challenge myself to be more intentional with how the songs, um, went into one another and to just try to create moments. You know, I only had 10 minutes, so I wanted those 10 minutes to be, um, just really good. And I, and I think really I was feeling like I want the people who decided to trust me to feel like they made the right decision. Um, I think that was really on my heart too. Like, obviously, we do this for the Lord, and and we're, we we honor Him with our gifts, and and we're trying to you know be a blessing to all these youth students. But to be honest, I was also thinking like, I want to honor the people who are putting all this work in, and 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 sacrificing a lot of their time. I don't want to treat this like it's just another day, you know. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did a lot of preparation and the rehearsal itself was, you know, DJ Angie and Josh, they're very, they're very, um, easy to work with. Like they're just there to support me. They did a great job, like, um, hearing my vision and bringing it to life. And they're both, they're both really skilled at what they do. So it wasn't like, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't much to ask for them. Just get them the tracks and let them know what I'm trying to do. And then they, they executed really well. So. Yeah, I mean, Angie, we shout him out on every episode because Angie's a big part of everything that we do. He was a DJ for the full conference, but then also the, obviously the the DJ for the artist set um, with you. And he's kind of like an MD. You know, we talk about this a lot on this podcast. He, he, he doesn't just function as somebody who hits a button and plays a song. He's really the MD for a band. You know, he's like a one-man band. And then Joshua yeah. Shafe, Daddy Flex. Yeah, how you doing? You know, the yep. one and only. The one um, and only. Josh is a beast, you know, and a phenomenal drummer. And I think what was cool 
was like you really put the time in to like learn every hit and design a way of playing every song that was unique to him. He did. He he didn't just like do a job. He was like put his own flair on it. He did. And there was a transition that was like in the middle of the beat. The beat yes. sped up. The, the, the BPM changed mid-beat and then it slowed down. Um, and then it went back up again. So he was, it was, you know, I guess from not a technical hard, standpoint, yeah, it was technical. It, it, it was, was technical. Yeah. I was being, I was, I was definitely experimenting. You were being extra, <laughs> yeah. but it was amazing. It was. That was partially why it made it so great. Um, I appreciated just like to shout out what ended up happening in the rehearsal end of things. Like you said, you did something new and different because I think it would have been really easy for you to be like, all right, I'm gonna do Lipton, I'm gonna do Fireproof. Yep. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do songs that I've done a hundred times yeah. at a hundred different gigs now. I'm gonna do the best songs from those sets. Mm-hmm. But you were like, these are teenagers with a specific demographic in 2023, right? Like, it's a new era, new sound, and you so you brought brought out like different elements that connected with like where culture is right now. In a way that I just thought was like, you didn't take the easy route. You did something very fresh, very unique, and it, whatever it is, 600 seconds, 60 seconds a minute, 10 minutes, 600 seconds, I don't know. I think that's the right amount. You <laughs> made every math. second count. <laughs> 10 minutes. I think you 10 know? minutes works. You made, you made every <laughs> second count. Yeah. You know? Thank you. And you suggested um, that I, would, I should get a dancer. Which I wasn't really considering, um, but because you put that thought into my mind, that created one of the the cooler moments of the set. Bringing out uh, my friend Cam, she's a fourteen year old, really talented dancer. She ate. She did ate. She left no crumbs. She ate. <laughs> left she, no crumbs. She went out there. She was super nervous. Uh, she's just so awesome and sweet, and it was cool to like be able to give her that opportunity because I believe in her a lot, you know. So. Um, that was a really cool moment. Yeah, and I th- I just think it yeah. makes so much sense to put a 14-year-old on stage in front of other 14-year-olds because there's no gap between who I am and what I could be right. whenever they're your age, right? right. Like that's it's inspiring in a different way. Um even though she didn't have a microphone to preach or speak or sing, she still embodied something. Mm-hmm. Of like excellence and beauty and passion for Jesus as she danced. And I was just like, yeah, this is like a win, win, win. Like anytime you can highlight and empower young people yeah. instead of just ministering yeah. down. I mean, yeah. that's our whole culture in Ripe is like, how do we lift up? How do we get kids on stage? How do we give the highlight the kids mm-hmm. so that they feel empowered yeah. to live into something that they wouldn't have otherwise been challenged to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. That was a really cool moment. Like I've never, I've never done the whole flashlight at a concert thing. I've never asked people to do that. Um, but for one of my songs, somebody just pulled out a flashlight at the at the very top row. Like they were all the way up there. And I, I remember all, all I said was, "I see that flashlight." And when I said that, I just saw like a about two hundred, three hundred more flashlights pop up in the in the arena. And I remember. <laughs> I remember I literally stopped and said, "Wow!" Like mid mid performance, because <laughs> yeah. I was just in awe. Like I'm, you guys got to understand, man. Like I'm, I don't feel like I'm about to go out there and, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I mean, the whole able thing. I mean, it's literally because, 
like God is able, right? Like I, I don't feel like I can do this. You know what I'm saying? I don't, it's just crazy to see God's faithfulness is, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And, um, I think in, in that moment, it was really hitting me that, 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 that was happening, that, that I was in that position. Um, so yep. I was just, I was overwhelmed in in, a, in the best way. It was really good. Amen. That was the second set of the day resonate into Abel. And then there was a message um, by Hannah. Was, she killed it. She went out, she went off doing her thing. Yeah. And uh, I think that right after Hannah was kind of like small groups into intermission, right? Rith- oh, elevation yeah. rhythm closed out the first set. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So elevation it. rhythm killed it. Yeah, great. Uh, talk about having like a DNA for young people. Uh, they're probably like bar none on that front, you know. People that just like really connect with teenagers. It's excellent. In particular, so so yeah. good. Yeah. After the intermission, it was like a brief intermission type of thing to get ready for the second half. City Reach worship. Ow ow. Mm-hmm. Ow ow ow. ow. Uh, came out on a stage having had zero sound checking time, <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm. and you would have never known. Um, but yeah, Joe, talk to us about City Reach Worship on both of you. Yeah, tell us about it. <laughs> um, what a day that was. Um, so from the City Reach Worship perspective, um, I think, so just for context, there's so many um, like details of the day of for a conference like that. And so um, down to like from the, moment that door opens at 5 a.m we have every minute kind of listed as far as what we're going to be doing and so when it came to sound checking certain um groups and teams um obviously the teams that fly in for from far distances they get priority and um we city reach is the home team so we kind of take the punches and the and we just roll with it as we go we're prepared for anything we are prepared for everything anything um and for even more context the year before um at the leo core center our team also did not get a sound check um and uh you know the lord still moved in such a beautiful way but it became a running joke on our team like this year we will have our sound check and as the minutes counted down we were like uh, yeah. maybe not yeah <laughs> yeah so like I mean, even like in all our rehearsals i know aaron was sharing his rehearsal times um we had a bunch of rehearsals throughout the year preparing um and i would always say that i said guys this year on my witness i would say this year guys we're getting our sound check um and lo and behold the day of we didn't get a sound check um and you know just with all the things that happen in an event like that um when it comes closer to your time to actually go up and um, for lack of a better word, perform. Um, you just want to be as prepared as possible. And we were just not given all the best, um, what's the word? Like we were not set up to feel very prepared. But honestly, I'd rather it be us that go through that yeah. than any other people from whatever. For because, sure. I mean, like not to, I'm not tuning our own horn, but I'm saying we, took that very seriously and we stewarded yes we stewarded yeah. the time very um well i mean thanks to everyone involved and like our fearless fearless worship leader joseph <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but no like we really took the time and he really took the time to for each rehearsal to reiterate like this is not just a set this is not just a song like this is for a generation who needs to be empowered by their identity in christ and like 
And so, like I said, like I, it ra- I'd rather it be us because it came from this, you know, Philly. Like this is our heart for it. So yeah. we didn't care whatever happens. We're still gonna do what we do because we love the city, and this is, it's not gonna change anything whether we get a sound check or not. Yeah, I think another big factor about our set was that we got to share it with a really close friend of ours. Her name is Layla Oliveira. She's an artist in her own regard, and she makes music. She's um, predominantly um, makes Spanish worship music, um, but she's amazing. And so we shared that set with her. And um, I kind of had to keep a strong face for the team, but in front of her, I was like, Layla, what are we going to do? She was like, Joe, we got it. You're going to be fine. And so we actually ended up changing. We had a whole different set list, actually. We changed our set list as well. Ten minutes before? Right before we walked on stage with no sound Five check. minutes before. Uh, yeah, something like that. Minutes before. <laughs> Many major changes were made. I remember um, standing in the circle. And we're like, so yeah. we're doing this? We're doing this. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was just, I mean, our team, and I don't say this just because I'm part of the team and I get to lead it, but it's just full of amazing people and so i went out there and as nervous as i was and as stressed out as i was i really just felt peace and i was like on had said i was like i was just glad that i got to do it with those people and so um we were able to lead and i really felt like um we were to, we were able to just bring like a reverence to the day um and we got to see the whole entire room like drop to their knees and just surrender to the lord um and did everything go as planned Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. But um, I think as long as the Lord was pleased and we just did what he wanted, um, I think it was a win for us. And so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it went to somebody's plan. Yeah. Even if it wasn't to yeah. yours, you know. I think that the, that's kind of the beauty of those kinds of moments is like God makes you weak so that he can yeah. be strong. You know, and that's that's an intentional move on his end. That doesn't mean you plan for chaos or try to execute chaos, but it's like whenever it comes, do you trust that it's God's going to show up anyway and do his thing? Like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? You did everything right that you could have to not have those challenges, but they still came. And I think it's kind of funny that the very thing that maybe was a place of comfort and security of like, this time we're going to get this. The Lord ultimately in his sovereignty allowed for you to not get that. But I said this to you guys the day of. I thought the City Reach set was the the best set of the day, personally. This is a room for your city. Something you've prayed about it for a year, right? Like actively praying for God to move in this room, in these people's lives. And when you look out over the crowd, they're not a sea of faces their names to you and that gives you such a like reverence and a broken heart a broken and contrite heart before the lord that you're like i want god to move in natasha's life not in this room generically but in her or in brian or in Sasha. you know what i mean like i want this kid to get it and i think there's just so much power in that that's what i felt yeah. But the heart you guys carry, like, it's bar none, you know? And yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was beautiful. Uh, maybe I'm oversharing in this sense, but I, I just want to absolutely affirm what I affirmed the day of. I thought it was an amazing set. And who cares about comparing? It was a great set. It was exactly what it was meant to be. And it's a credit to all of you guys. Praise God. 
Thanks, Scott. She said, praise God. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Love you. Absolutely love you, too. Um, anything from your end, Aaron, in terms of like the worship set stuff that you saw? The whole day was just... A wor- I was in a very worshipful place, right? So to be in the presence of people leading worship, um, I also thought City Reach did excellent. And I was also really blessed by um, Elevation Rhythm. Um, but I think... It was just really powerful to see a whole room of young people, and there were there were like adults there too. It was a it was a mix, but there were a lot of young people, and and we were all crying out to God for our different reasons, but ultimately giving Him glory. And it was, I think, in any opportunity to be in a space like that is just it always feels like oh, this is this is bigger than me mm-hmm. and my problems and what I'm going through. Like we're a body of believers with a mighty God. Yes. Um, so I thought it was special. Yeah, and then even like the messages, right? Like it's easy to like pick apart a message, but then they say, hey, if you want to receive Jesus, come forward, and hundreds of people run forward, and you're just like, man, this is the beauty of our God, is that he uses what we could have done better. Like, he fills in the gaps. Like, I mean, I can't. Some of the most powerful nights of my life have happened whenever I felt like I fumbled and I didn't put my best foot forward. And I felt like, man, I wasn't how I wanted to communicate that thing. But, the, but God just tends to move in that place of it didn't go the way I wanted, but he was all the more glad to use it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the beauty of you're giving space for God to move. Right, you can't force his hand, but you can ask. You know, you can't command God to go somewhere as if he's your dog on a leash. Right. And I think we gotta be careful with that sometimes where we use language of like telling God where to go, like yeah. we're the one with authority. No, he has the authority. Yes, does he give us authority? Sure, but we are not we are not God that we can make God move in that sense. Um com- faith does compel God though. You know what I mean? Faith does move God. Um, you know, that's, that's Jesus was astonished by people of faith, right? It, it surprised him. And I think your dad, as one person, you know, that's a part of a larger whole that puts this whole thing together, is, like you've said, a man of faith. And him just believing, let's do it. Let's create space for God to move. Let's make it excellent. Let's plan the best we can. Let's put it all together. Let's step out in faith. And of course, God's going to save in a room like that. You know, so all the salvations that came, all the young people coming forward, you know, repenting and turning from sin. Um, You know, I was sick as a dog. And I don't know who it was. Might have been your mom, probably. I was like, you need to go pray for some people. I was like, oh, geez, I'm tired. But I, I had like powerful moments with people that were in their 40s and 50s that were coming forward, bawling their eyes out because they were compelled by the message that was written for the 13-year-old, you know, and like needing to repent of sin. And I got yeah. to pray over them and um, kind of speak some truth about their identity and grace and the gospel and, um, you know, how the forgiveness of God works and how secure it really is when we confess and, and believe. So. It was kind of like a really crazy, cool ministry space. But, yeah, I mean, it's not to compare who did what or whatever. It's like just God moved. Like at the end of the day, forget how anybody individually did. 
God was God was moving through extend. Amen. That's the goal. Anything from uh, your end uh, on that you kind of experienced over the course of the day? Um, the day was wild because I was I was on worship, but I was also running social media. Um, she I, ran the Instagram story and posting all that for the day of. It was very fun. That was you. That was yeah, her. that was With me. With a team, but it was on leading the charge. Um, I had the privilege. I had the privilege of doing that. Thank you for trusting me, Joe. <laughs> I was scared just a little bit, but I had so much fun. It was really amazing, though, to um, try to capture what was happening as the day was going by and showing people a snippet. You know, like, cause that's social media. You only get a little snippet. Um, but I was running around and asking people to get videos and testimonies and just hearing from people of how excited they were to be there, of how, of what they were receiving and to get the behind the scenes of everybody. It was just very fun, but also to see how everyone's heart was just united it was unity like everywhere around it was just pure unity and everyone was doing everything in excellence um and like numbers are not important in the sense of like who sees it but to see how many people were there but also how many see how many people had their eyes on it um on the stories and whatnot was just like mind-blowing that we get to showcase this on that scale and to see and to show people that like this is happening in your very own city this is happening in your very own region that revival is not just about the places that you just hear about over and over and over again but like in a place like philadelphia this is possible that god is moving on this scale god is saving on this scale god is healing on this scale and delivering on this scale like this is here this is now and to be able to show that was just like such a privilege and an honor and brought unity so i had a lot of fun i was kind of literally frantically running most of the day (laughs) because i was trying to get back on time for our supposed sound check and whatnot (laughs) mind you i think i had texted the team about 10 times guys sound checks now yeah i'll come down emily's a witness to this as well like yeah they'd all come down and then i was like uh, actually, actually no, no. It's not yet i lied i lied yeah, yeah. sorry guys <laughs> yeah and it was like really fun because previous the previous year at the leader course i was leading photo and it was just a very different dynamic when you're leading photo you're well i was basically in one room um just managing who is who is sent out and who is editing what gets uploaded when and just that all that sense so i was basically very stationary but this year, being on social media and worship, I was quite literally everywhere on every level possible and sending out people to where I couldn't be at the same time. But to be able to cover and to see everything, kind of like get a bird's eye view of everything, it was very much everyone's heart was in the same place of like, we just want to do things in excellence. And it's not just a job, but also we want to see God's glory get revealed through every little thing, no matter if it's like the greeters, no matter if it's like, 5 a.m. prep for production, whether it's the people on stage and making sure sound is great and making sure that everyone just feels loved when they walk in to the very people that are praying for um, the salvation call and whatnot. Like everyone was just on it. Nobody was like, what do I do? But everyone was just, what can we do? You know? Hmm. 
it's good. What a team. It's it's crazy. This is this is how God works. Ann doesn't have these notes in front of her. And I said, overall value of Philly having a large-scale youth conference versus leaving to other places, right? And she just went through the here in Philadelphia. You're going to see deliverance of it, right? Crazy. And I said, blessing extend in the way it can be a touch point to bring ministries together in unity. And that's what you just drove home. And like that's literally all my notes to wrap up this episode with because I think that those two things are huge. Like here, Philadelphia, Extend, God is doing something. He's doing, and, and by the way, it's not just through Extend, right? He's he's moving throughout the city, but I think Extend is a piece of the puzzle, and has a has a it's it's important because it is a connection point for a lot of other ministries. And I know there's a goal for the future of Extend, like how do we get space to connect more ministries to one another through even like the vending aspect of it, right? The Met doesn't maybe necessarily lend itself to being able to do that at scale. But what does it look like to connect at, you know, the Young Lifes and the CCOs and the InterVarsities and, you know, the Ripes of the world, like all these different ministries that exist in the ecosystem of our region um, to one another. Um, and I, I just think like that's that stuff brings unity and when there's unity, I just think God moves. You know, there's there's something about unity that it shows us to be his disciples, right? That it shows the world that we really are um, followers of Jesus when there's unity. And I don't know. I mean, I've been preaching this for a long time. It's been 10, 15 years of me saying the exact same thing. But I think all the more as we see the day of Christ approaching, unity is on the uptick in our region. Like it's like a Maranatha, both in like come Lord Jesus, right? Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Like there's a as we see Jesus coming and we know that every day we're closer to that, I think a part of that is an outpouring of the spirit that you see through unity. And that might be vague and like a little bit too churchy for some, but I I just think it's a fact, like that those two things are coming coinciding in the city of Philadelphia in particular. So thank you guys for being a part of it. You know, it's not just a conference. Yeah. It's like a part of heaven's plan for our region. You know, like when you pray, your kingdom come, your will be done in Philadelphia as it is in heaven. When Joseph sings, and all of Philadelphia. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Can I add that the verse, um, the like the overarching verse over the conference was first Peter two nine, but it says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. That was what we were drilling into these kids' minds, into this generation's mind, into Philadelphia's mind, that like for a place with so much darkness surrounding like oh when you hear of philly like that's what you hear of you hear of violence you hear of crime everybody wants to put you down basically but like this is the word of god and that's being proclaimed over this generation and it kind of like just shakes you up it shakes you up and it builds you up because that's what the word of god does and for a city like this and for a region like this we need it now more than ever and 
I think for the kids to see um, other people from outside coming in and believing in that as well is also empowering. So like, I love the fact that people came in and like believed this for Philly when we couldn't believe it for ourselves too. So that's like just another layer of unity of the body of Christ. Like when one is lacking or when one needs help or when one needs just a little more push, then like the body is ready, ready to like push and like Mm. help drive it in where it's like, sometimes we don't always believe this, but everyone is like all hands on deck and reminding us like, no, 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 this is it. Amen. Amen. So good, guys. Um, listen, we could probably talk about it all night, but we will uh, we'll wrap things up here. Uh, I just want to encourage you, if you're here listening to this podcast, uh, extend uh, 2020, whatever, by the time you hear this. If it's 2024 or 2025, if you listen to this a year from now, you know, um, get look it up you know go to the next one get connected to this thing especially if you're in the philadelphia region but even from further beyond like come get a taste of what god's doing um in the next generation here in philly um and yeah just want to say to all of the people who uh, listen to this podcast that partner with us and ripe creatives you know your generosity is a part of like us being a part of extent like whether you realize it or not, your your generosity is a part of what gives us the capacity to go and serve or to create relationship and connections for us to be more involved in a thing like Extend. So when you give to us, you're supporting uh, you know, other ministries that we partner with through supporting what we do and uh, and vice versa. So I mean it's it's all one big happy family, you know, like we're just one conduit for blessing in the city of Philadelphia. Um, but if you want to support what God's doing out here, Ripe Creatives is definitely one way you can do that. Um, through our website, ripecreatives.com, you can click the Give button and give a donation or become a monthly partner. Um, if you already support us, we just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for partnering with us so that we get to do, go do stuff like this, uh, to be a part of what God is doing in a region. Uh, is because of your partnership that we have this opportunity. So thank you. Um, and this podcast episode is really just us trying to say, like, here's here's how your resource is being stewarded is through stuff like the story of Extend. So um, Joe on Abel slash Aaron, any final thoughts before we shut this whole thing down? Um, no, I think just to echo what An had said um, – I think the biggest thing for me, uh, like, conference is over, we're walking out, everything's done. Um, the image that just stays in my mind is seeing, um, like, the individual faces in the audience just, like, being encountered by the Lord. Um, and just this idea that we get to charge a room full of thousands of middle schoolers and high schoolers to now... Um, put into practice the things that um, that they were just empowered with. And so now that in their families um, and in their schools and their classrooms and their first period, second period, third period, like in their after school clubs, like they're not the same person that they were. Um, and I mean, we've heard testimonies from people, young people that um, were battling with suicide or battling with situations at home. I just um, heard, 
heard um, a story of a, a friend of mine, a personal friend of mine, actually a friend of me and Anne's. Um, she brought her younger sister to extend. Her younger sister doesn't really have a relationship with the Lord, and that was the first time she felt like she um, felt something. And so the stories like that, even the th- hundreds that we'll never hear, I think those make it all worth it. And the years worth of work and all those things, those come to a beautiful, it's like a beautiful bow on it. When you leave out of the Met that day, tired, stressed, maybe a little disappointed, but then the Lord just shows you the little girl who was crying in the front row and the little boy like in the back who was on his knees with his arms raised. And it's like, okay, it was worth it. Um, Yeah, I think that's the last thing. I think last thing I'll say, just I wanted to say this when we were talking about your set, but I didn't. Scott just My bad. moved on so fast, but I'm sorry. I, I did think Aaron just crushed it. He did so good. Like I knew when we were planning for a local rapper to come in our, we, we do weekly meetings. I said, there's no other option. Like I, I love, I have a lot of friends that are in Christian hip hop in the city, but just for what I knew, what we need, what we were trying to do, I knew Aaron was the only option. And so when he came, when he did his thing, um, the, I think every worship team, um, or was able to lead the room into a beautiful moment. But what Aaron did was so specific and so, um, it was just so beautiful to see. Um, and so I think I was just super blown away by how you led. Um, cause obviously it's easy to say, oh, he's just going to rap. He's just going to entertain the room. But every second that you had, I think Scott said it was 600 seconds, something like that. Hey, hey. Every, every second I think was so, um, was just so well executed and i think even having the young girl come out and dance was just so perfect the things you said in between songs is so perfect and the way you just commanded the room and the, the holy spirit just gave you this authority over the room i was like man he could have told those kids to just like run in circles and they probably would have like it was just like should be like repent right now <laughs> repent but oh, no yeah. i was just super i knew you were going to do great or otherwise <laughs> i was like i would have never have been like let's go with aaron but mm. I was just so sorry, able. Um, I was just so blown away. And last thing, last thing. I had two cousins come with me from Chicago. Um, not come with me, but they, two of my cousins from Chicago. They flew down um, to be there for the day of. And afterwards, I was like, well, what was your favorite part? And my, they were like, the rapper was just so amazing. I was like, what about me? Like, I sang. I'm your cousin. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you guys were great. But, man, that rapper guy, he was just so amazing. And so, yep. yeah, that's it. That's all I'll say. Thank you for your kind words. <laughs> You're welcome, sir. That's encouraging. Sorry to add on, um, because you were saying in the in the beginning that like you didn't feel like I don't know, you were worthy of like being up there in, in that space, but like I fully know with all of my heart that God trusted you with that because he knows your heart. Mm. And so like you were given the platform, but you have been preparing for that by the way that you live. You know, you prepared with practicing and whatnot, but, like, you lived it out. And I think because of that, like, it resonated with the the, the, the kids, the students, yeah. and the families, and literally everyone that was there, like, or who was there, like, they fully were in it because you lived it, you know? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, exhortation gift. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I didn't... Um, I'm. Thank you for trusting me. You know, you and the whole squad. Um, you know, I didn't know how it'd go, but you know, God has been preparing me. Me and Scott have been on a lot of adventures, and I feel like we've 
from where we started, you know, him and I sometimes just reflect on where we started and how God has been kind of leading the whole journey, you know? So I, yeah, I was just in awe. I don't, I don't know. I was in awe, but I think my, my final thoughts actually do make me think of, ironically, the, the big conference makes me think of the everyday life. Um, just like living every day in the, even in the mundane, in the mundane moments, um, seeking to be obedient to God and, and not only looking to the big, I, I'm kind of sharing this. If, if you're listening out there, like we're talking about a big conference where God moved powerfully. Um, but God also, I believe wants to move powerfully in our everyday lives. Yeah. Um, and, and we don't have to wait for the big moments. We can be obedient in our daily lives and see how he's impacting the people around you. Um, if we're just willing to say yes. Um, so, um, yeah, I love Extend Conference. I hope that I get to be a part of it again. You know what I'm saying? Uh, God willing. Period. I don't make those decisions. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Go but Aaron. If not, I'll be there. If not, I'll be there anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? I'll, we're still going to always support always. what God is doing in this city. So, Amen. Yeah. Amen. Love you guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. It's been a long one. Top Mop, Jared Moses. We appreciate you, love you, and all of your work it. behind the scenes to uh, edit these beautiful things so that they come out better than they would have if we didn't edit. I can tell you that much. Um, thank you for tuning in, and uh, whew, what a what a year it's been! Twenty twenty three events here with Rape Creatives. God has been moving in powerful ways. We've been blessed to be a part of other people's things, blessed to do some of our own things. All of it, as Aaron said, it's just about the day that we're living out and that's why we do this podcast in this way we're just highlighting moments in time to give a glimpse of how god's moving you know through a specific space but it's day in day out please keep us lifted in prayer if you're a prayer person person who prays has a relationship with god um and uh if you're just checking this thing out we love you please reach out to us at rape creatives and we'd love to be in touch Uh, until next time y'all as always Stay right. Stay right, but you don't. Stay right. Stay right. My life an hourglass, secure in his hands. Never been more sure when I'm seeing the sense. And I got confidence.